welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about Atomic Blonde, uh, the newest movie from David Leitch, uh, the guy who wrote and directed John Wick and is doing Deadpool 2 and did Atomic Blonde, uh, star Charlize Theron and James McAvoy and a couple other famous people randomly in the movie. Um, so I, I guess this is just like, you know, another summer action movie fun. It's really similar to John Wick in the in the sense of like, hey, we're just going to have like a non-franchise action movie. Uh, obviously, John Wick turned into sort of like a franchise, but it's just here's an action movie. It's Let's a, have it's, fun. It's, isn't it based on like kind of a yeah, graphic based novel? Yeah, a book. Or yeah, book yeah, or graphic it's based on a like graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never heard of it, yeah. the graphic novel. I think it's. You know, obviously, it's in- inspired by that. Um, but I don't know. What did what did you think of it, Josh? I know we were both pretty excited to see it. I think we've talked about it on the pod a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think uh, – so I saw it first like three weeks ago when Regal did an advanced screening down here. And at that point, the only reviews that had dropped were like people that saw it at South by Southwest. And I guess I read those a little bit. But when, when, they, when they see them at festivals, I think they try and be even – more spoiler averse and they don't give too strong of as as of opinions because they just know no one's going to have a chance to see it anytime soon so i didn't I, I didn't really have a good idea of what the prevailing thoughts on it were so i left it and my initial thought the first time i saw it was like wow that was a lot of fun i wish i understood what happened <laughs> and um and then i saw but i'm like but like i didn't have anyone to talk to there when i saw yeah. it because like i went by myself to this event screening and yeah no one else to really talk about i didn't so i didn't know if like i was really stupid because i didn't understand it and they had one of those people that was uh like from the studio or whoever that's outside the screening asking people for their thoughts and i didn't really want to go up to them and be like (laughs) yeah i don't really fucking understand the end of your movie at all but i had a lot of fun there because i i thought maybe i was just being stupid and i wasn't paying close enough attention uh but then it seems like that might actually be what a lot of people are saying people that get paid to actually review movies for a living um, as opposed to the amateurs such as ourselves, I guess. Yeah, if you guys want to um, pay us, I feel yeah, free. Yeah, feel free. I'll, <laughs> I'll happily categorize myself with those. But that seems to be like what a lot of people are thinking, in that, like, this is made, like you said, it's made by some of the people, people that did John Wick, but John Wick, part of its brilliance is that it's so simple, and then it's like, we're going to tell a very, very simple story about a guy that's going to go after a bunch of dudes that killed his dog, and we're going to do that movie in the most effective uh top of the line way possible and here it tries to do a lot more and uh i respect the ambition and if it had pulled it off then i'd be willing to say this is by far and away a better movie than john wick but i don't know if it necessarily pulled off trying to do everything it wants to do but uh, i don't know i don't know like the story is complicated and uh, like obviously but the thing is is that it's just it doesn't matter (laughs) like this you're not going to watch this movie to follow the plot from A to B to C to Z. Like you're going to watch it because it's a summer movie with Charlie Staron kicking people's ass. And I don't know. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really didn't have any. I actually like the end a lot. Uh, honestly, um, a lot of it was a little like on the nose and it was like obvious double cross, obvious double cross, obvious this, obvious yeah. that. But I didn't I, I really didn't mind it. I just enjoyed like watching the movie and like the well, action was if someone great. Had, well, the thing is, I think it does matter because if someone had just told me that, then, yeah, I just hey, don't worry about trying to understand every little thing in the plot. Just have fun. Then that's yeah. fine. If, and that's it. But like 
when you throw a bunch of stuff there, then I'm going to naturally try and understand it the first time. So I went the okay. second time. And yeah, what did you think the second time? The second time, well, I just wasn't worried about it because – well, okay. Well, should we even like say what the movie's about? I mean uh, Charlie Theron plays uh, – and, 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 she's, and, and a spy. She's, she's a spy uh, working at, at the beginning of the movie. We, as we meet her, she's working for MI6. She has to go after um, some people in Berlin, some Russians that uh, killed another MI6 operative. And, and they have uh, some and, list. And, and, and they have least. a list. And that's my first problem with the movie is that this list is so weird and amorphous and ambiguous because I spent the whole mo- – I spent most of the movie the first time I saw it confused as to what, the, what this list was and why each side wanted it because I'm like, wait. Is there a whole list of Russian spies that are about to be unmasked on it? Are there a whole list of British spies? And, and I, I, I couldn't understand what each side wanted because I didn't understand sure. what was on the list. And, I, I, and, and then I, I, after I saw it the first time, I just went and found a plot synopsis online. And apparently the, the list just has every spy's name on it, no matter what country they are. It's somehow just a list that has everyone's name on it, which kind of made sense. But I'm like, why would it, like, there just be a list that has every single identity of every single spy for every country on it? Like, how do they get a master list? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a not the best MacGuffin, I think, to be a starting point for your movie. Sure, but like, we give a pass to so many like, big movies that do stupid-ass MacGuffins. Like, I mean, like Transformers, like uh, Marvel Universe. Like, everyone has these stupid things. And so for me, I just wasn't like going to hold this – Hold it against this movie more than well, that's fine, the other. Like, like other I, movies, I, I, I mean, it's just but when you're when you when you think it's supposed to make sense and it doesn't make sense to you, it's it hard. May, well, it's, okay, it's hard when you're in the middle of it, and I'm trying to figure out what's on that list that everyone's like trying so hard to get. I'm like, are they trying to protect the Russian people, or are the British people trying to get it to kill the Russian people, or are the are the Russian people trying to get it to kill the British people? Like, I'm I'm constantly thinking about that instead of like being more engaged in the movie. Like, I I still had a lot of fun watching it that first time, but the second time when I went online and spoiled everything for me, I'd say I probably enjoyed it a little more just because I didn't have all those things running through my head but i think when the movie throws a lot of that stuff at you like that and it doesn't totally all make sense i do think it's a little bit of a problem uh that's why see i guess i i didn't really feel that confused while i was watching it or rather i ended up like understanding everything that was happening at some point so if i'd asked you at like the 30 minute mark what's on the list what would you have told me uh bunch of spies names and there's a double agent on it and they're trying to make sure that they find out who the double agent is okay and i guess I mean, that is all you need to know and I, maybe i was just thinking too hard i don't know I, I mean i don't blame you i do that for a lot of movies i just i don't know maybe it's like what you said i was actually uh talking to network the other day and he was like asked me if i saw it and i said i hadn't seen it yet and he said just like don't worry about the plot. Just watch the movie. Like, yeah, and no one told me sense. that. And see, if, if, if someone had told me that beforehand, then but I, you I liked it more the anxious. second time. You said so. It it worked out because I accepted the fact that well, first because I read a detailed plot synopsis and I knew everything as it was <laughs> happening, so I wasn't questioning it because I I had to figure out after I saw it. Wait, am I being like totally like uh, a novice and totally just uh, like a just not really thinking and not really grasping here? But like, if you read like a lot of people, like the Ringer's exit survey said, if yeah. you, if like I, I agreed with that one person that was like, if if someone tells you they completely understood the end of the movie, they're either lying or they're David Leach. <laughs> um, uh, I understood the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, so I okay, think. so uh, I, I get. I mean, you understood. Uh, I mean, are, are we spoiling it now? 
Or do we want to just yeah, fuck it? Yeah, okay, spoilers. Any Atomic Blonde, there's like no, you can't spoil a movie that. I don't. I mean, the thing is, the first time I saw it, I, I couldn't have really. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have spoiled it if I tried it first. But I mean, at the end, what what, what is the purpose of uh, the French spy? Um, is she like working she for someone, or is she like a freelancer, or she's just a French spy who's also in the game? She's just in the game for herself. No, I I mean for whoever she, she for works French for, by French, yeah, yeah, just like the, they're for MI six. Because I think the way they kind of darted around, like they, she she says that she, um, Lorraine tells her that uh, David tried to set us up. Um, yeah, and my thing was like we didn't even see her interact with David before then, so like, they're, they're, like I guess the first time it was edited together, kind of weird, and I thought that like the way that like the interactions that she had when David shows up to her place, like it almost made me think that like they had more of a relationship than the movie let on beforehand. So I, well, I, I didn't think it was I too clear in what her role was. To like, me, at first it was I thought like, like, wait, like, was she teaming up with him at first? Cause there was so much double crossing going on at the end that I was really unclear on it. To me, it was just like, these people are all spies and it's like, you know, they know each other because they're spies. Like, and she was – Sophia Butelli was like following them around the whole time and they knew that she was following them and they spoke on that she was following them and she took pictures and whatever, whatever. And she's – I mean I assume at that point in 1989, the French and the British are on the same side anyway, right? Like Correct. They're sort of just working together. I, I don't think they're like directly working together but it's like here's a French spy, here's a Russian spy, here's a British spy, a, American spy, whatever, whatever. Like all these people are just – in the same place, sort of, they're all have different, slightly different interests, but ultimately they're all like trying to like get this list and like figure out who these double agents are and shit to protect themselves. So, did right? you understand everything about the uh, her audio splicing? Yes. Okay. See, I I, I kind of missed that a little bit the first. I time. thought that was pretty cool, actually. It was cool once I understood it and I saw it again, and then I realized, oh, she has a, She now has like a a fail safe way to frame him based on all this. Yeah. But so it, this way, she the it ends up being she ends up being able to cover her ass so that to the um, British government because she's actually an American spy. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So she cuts it out. She cuts the thing to say that James McAvoy was the double agent, even though she was like a triple agent. And then her and John Goodman get to live happily ever after. Yeah, and she has the thing with uh, where he's saying, "Yeah, I'm the one you need to. Uh, I'm the one. I'm the one that can help you get this list, or something like that." Yeah. Which is um, making it se- making it seem like that's what he's saying uh, to the other Russian guy. Um, yeah. So, yes, like, exactly. I, I I don't know. I I just didn't think like. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm mad at myself because I, I do think the movie was clear enough on that, even if it was a little too convoluted for me in other places. I thought – I guess it did pull that off. So he plants a bug in her jacket um, mm-hmm. early on. Did she, and yeah. So that thing is like a – is that like a – that was giving him recordings of what she was saying, right? Yes. So yeah. that, so that, and he uh, recorded her and the, and Sophia Batelli's character. I and I, I guess I, yeah. So I, I didn't realize that, like, that was that seems like pretty advanced technology for 1989, right? Uh, I mean, it was just like a, like a bug. I don't think like, so. Doesn't run out of battery at all, or because it's like portable. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. It was like a couple of days. It wasn't that long. It was Ten days, or nine I mean, days. Eight. Maybe not. Maybe not since he put it in her jacket, though. I mean, 
I didn't, yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know. So I, I, I kind of got that at the end. You're really like, getting into the, into the details. Well, I'm, it's just because like that my first viewing was just so frustrating. And like, I, like I said, I, I want to talk about the stuff that we enjoyed too, because I'm, I'm dragging us down a little bit into this, but I, I don't know. I, I think I just, I think it did some other, st- like, I don't know. I think if it pulls that stuff off better, it's John Wick, because I think the action is on the level of John Wick. It's that I good. think it's better than John Wick, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's different actually, I think, um, but yeah, like the, I mean, yeah, I, I guess a couple of the set pieces are definitely way better. Um, I'm trying now to think of like this, because yeah, John, the first John Wick is just a bunch of gun, it's more gunplay, right, than anything else. Yeah. I think two has more hand-to-hand combat, which is cool. Yeah. And it has like the, the, the stuff on the train and the subway, which is a little, a little more unique way of doing gunplay. But here, sure. like you have everything. And, yeah. Um, and that's why I respect so much. I actually didn't realize, um, I, Here's one interesting thing about is it better does it enhance your experience when you realize wait they're doing like a 15 minute tracking shot cuz yeah, I, I, I actually, mean I think so cuz like I heard some people are saying like, oh once I realize that it takes me out of the movie and I don't agree I don't necessarily agree with that but I didn't realize that it was all one take I mean it's not yeah. all one take I think they have from what I understand they have tricks they can do to make it look like one take even if it's actually not but like I I didn't realize the first time I saw it which I guess is kind of a compliment to them that I'm not even thinking of it you know um, yeah. cause it's, I mean, it's far better than the alternative of like cutting away every three seconds. I think tracking shots are cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, but, like, and there's yeah. nothing like that in the John Wick movies is my point. No. And the thing that I think this does different with the action than John Wick is it seems like it, the pace is a little bit slower in terms of like the action scenes where it's not just, I, I, I guess I don't know how to explain it. It just seemed like the action scenes were taking their time with like, it wasn't like super fast punches and super fast shooting. It was like uh, very detailed in terms of like what was going to happen next. And you could see everything happen. It wasn't like shaky cam. And John Wick isn't really shaky cam either, but it's definitely more aggressive. And like we're just shooting people, you know, he's he's diving on the ground, shooting people and shooting people around uh, tables and couches and all this other stuff. And it's crazy. And this is like a little less uh, – it's a little more balanced, I guess, during the act, like fight scenes than the John Wick movies. Yeah, John Wick's more about like – I think it's a little Carnage more – Carnage too. Well, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's a little more aware of its body count. Um, yes, and like it wants for sure. You to, it wants you to like have fun with that and counting how yeah, many there are. Which is, which is super fun which is cool. in John Wick, yes. But he, here like it was, it was almost like not that she makes a point of taking any moral stance, stands, but there are points where it's like – and John Wick, he would just kill the guy, where she just subdues him, which is fine because sure. it's still really cool action that's leading up to it. Yeah, for sure. And it, I think it's just like her being a, a official agent and him just being a fucking assassin. You know, there's a, there's a difference in their like characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because John Wick is he doesn't give a fuck. He's just he's not a cop. Like she's for all intents and purposes, works for a government, regardless of which government we think right. it so is. I guess so. she, she can't just go around killing people like she, he can. Yeah, she. Yeah. I mean, she probably could, but... If she wanted I, to, she's seems, more than sure. capable of doing so. She's more than capable of doing it, um, which I think was really interesting. I think they did a really good job of, like, um, showing, like, this big, sprawling, like, Adam Levine-looking Russian dude fighting her, and you could, like, tell, like... This guy's way bigger than her, and they do well in like showcasing how that would fight would go with someone of her stature or someone of his stature, and and their like differences. And I, I don't know. I thought I really just liked this movie a lot. 
Yeah, and I they, they well they they make her they make her feel pretty tall though. I mean, like yeah, a couple of the guys she goes she up against tall, are big. Though, I guess right? she is a tall person. Like at least she felt tall when she was doing it. Yeah, um, a lot of it, and um, and I and I and I really just enjoyed her. I one criticism I definitely don't agree with the movie is that I saw in a few different places that it was like she doesn't have any personality. But I mean, I thought I she I thought I think she has a dry sense of humor. And also, like, if it, we don't make that criticism if it's a guy. Like, if, if it, John Wick doesn't have any more or less personality than uh, he has Ray, way less personality, Ray Brado, than she I does. think so. Yeah, and like, I don't. It's not a criticism. I really saw of the John Wick movies because they were almost universally praised, and both had probably better reviews than this one, at least like according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, like, I thought that I like enjoyed her and I enjoyed that character, and it's. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just thought it was like it could have just been her beating people up, which is fun enough to watch. But I, I did enjoy that person, and just seeing how seeing how she interacted with everyone she interacted with was pretty funny because she obviously has a sense of humor, like in the interrogation room. But she's um, pretty cool in other moments, and she handles the different uh, the different encounters with the James McAvoy character pretty well. What did you think of all of the the musical stuff, the musical cues and, and oh, everything? I'm all about ironical, weird music cues and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I like I, I loved like the I mean, I love the season three, the leftovers, where they just do a bunch of shit yeah. like that, where they play light music over really serious yeah. stuff and yeah, playing yeah, yeah. 99 Luff balloons with the guy getting smashed in the head by the yeah. um, when they're all lined up after he does the break dancing. Like, I, I don't know, I just find all that stuff hilarious. Yeah, no, I I really liked it. I honestly thought it was like really cool. It it seemed to stand out to me and I know we talked about this on Baby Driver where we have all this sort of like new wave of movies doing all this uh mu- all these musical cues and their action scenes, but I thought it sort of stood out on its own in like this weird like 80 late 80s early uh 90s sort of like synthy British pop and everything else that they played. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot more fun than just like a typical intense action movie. Like if you're watching, I mean, not to not I'm not trying to make a comment on shaky cam or anything, but and I and it's I like some better. of the early, yeah. and I like some of the yeah. early movies or stuff like that. But I'm just throwing out an example. Like if you think of like the Bourne movies, and yeah. it's just I, I if you give me the option of just a regular hand to hand combat scene or one that scored to funky music, give me the one that scored to funky music. That's just sure. That's, that's just my that's my personal preference, and I feel like I get a little more out of that. Yeah, yeah, and and, and this actually, I feel like this movie definitely takes a lot of inspiration from. The Bourne movies. And I don't know if that's just maybe David Leitch or whatever Leitch, whatever his name is, because um, they sort of started this cool trend of these hand. They're that's like the first hand to hand combat scene stuff that I remember like really noticing and caring about when I started like watching movies and stuff. Um, and obviously, as the Bourne series went on, it's become super trash. But uh, I I like the sort of like evolution of where we've come from oh, there. so I, I didn't realize that he was actually like a stunt guy on the Bourne movies david was yeah like i, I just I, you, you nice. made that comment about i don't know if that's just him and then like i went to his imdb and like the first thing that pops up like imdb will have d- directors not it's stunts and if you like go down it's like um on uh like born ultimatum or something it's like yeah. stunt court or no is he a stunt coordinator or is he coordinator like, probably yeah uh no a stunt performer he was a stunt performer oh, on nice Ult- on ultimatum so i mean like i knew he like worked in stunts and as like an actual coordinator in other action movies in more recent years than that but i guess that's kind of funny that's how he kind of worked his way up to then being a interesting action director um yeah yeah 
Do you think that they're going to make another one in this franchise? Yes. Because uh, I because I do you want them to. to? Yes. Oh, I, okay. I mean, I, I, because I, I, I was listening to uh, Charlie's did Bill Simmons podcast the other day, and he okay. like specifically asked her about that, and like she didn't confirm yes, they're definitely doing one, but she says I want to do one. So assuming this movie doesn't lose yeah. a bunch of money, like they made it for thirty million dollars, which is pretty impressive to Damn. make a movie that like, convincingly turn on something into like a, a to make a period piece with that much action and stuff like that for thirty million dollars. Like I, I'd imagine it's going to make money and. They'll get another shot to do another one. So, and I'm totally here for it. I mean, like I said, my my frustrations on maybe having an overcomplicated plot aside, I still like I still gave this movie like four out of five stars. Um, sure. It's just, it's just like that was the one thing I wish had been a little different. And if um, if if they pulled off all that stuff that, with the plot a little better for me, I probably would have said five stars. Like I I liked everything else that much, and I had that much fun watching it. And I hope they do another one. And I hope the plot just clicks for me a little better. Or if I know not to care about the plot if that's what I need to do going in. <laughs> sure. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is there really not any car chases in this movie, which is kind of strange for an action movie because John Wick has car chases and car scenes. Yeah, I mean um, this one has the car going into the river, which is kind of – I think it's an interesting take on a car chase because they're still doing that tracking shot mm-hmm. um, as – like the, the tracking shot ends like during that car scene. Yeah. Like I think it's – it might even be – one thing I did respect though, I, I, I props to it too is that – it has the it has the what you think is going to be super predictable, where like they're getting away in the car at the end of the at the of the tracking shot, and mm-hmm. you have the camera angle, whereas like where it looks like someone's sitting in the passenger seat filming the person in the driver's seat, and nine mm-hmm. times out of ten in pop culture when that happens, they get the car gets t-boned from the driver's side, and, and it gets the, t-boned from the passenger side this time, or, oh, right? Well. well uh, no, because it gets hit from they get hit from they, well, did they get hit from behind or they get hit on the pa- oh no they did get no, hit on the passenger side yeah, yeah. when I was thinking because like they got pushed into the water but into the water they, they, do yeah. get, they do get hit on the passenger side and then pushed in there so it makes you think that's coming and then it doesn't happen but like you do get to see a little bit of a chase from like as if the camera is on the rearview mirror. Which yeah, I think which is a is different. It's cool. a different way to do a car chase. It doesn't have long car chases like a lot of action movies do, which is fine because. Yeah plenty of movies do car chases you don't need a specific kind of car chase in every movie yeah yeah no i i just i just thought it was interesting yeah. that there wasn't you know a lot i feel like a lot of movies like this just generic action movies they have you know generic car chase scenes and this movie didn't it's just like fight fight scenes etc cetera, etc cetera, which are really cool um also really cool that charlotte lee is doing her own stunts like mm-hmm. super awesome that she did that in this movie um really just yeah because she's like I, I, she's totally kick ass in mad max but this is like a whole other level as far as what it entails to do the stunts like mad max is a better movie than this but as far as the difficulty for the performers she's asked to do a, yeah. a lot more here i'd say yeah yeah and hopefully i guess now that we've got this and mad max and fast maybe she actually can fucking fight people in fat in the next fast movie as like a super badass oh i mean I, I said that she should have done it in this one. I don't. It's not like she's. Yeah. Or, it's not like she was like a tech not, nerd. These, these are yeah, but these aren't a shared universe. It's not like her oh, character I know that. Went I fast know that. went off and learned how to fight. <laughs> I, you never know. Um, <laughs> um, maybe her character pirated this movie and watched it. She, but the thing just, is, there's still just because she didn't fight in Fast Eight doesn't mean she can't fight in Fast Nine. It just means she didn't need to fight in Fast Eight. She sure she did sure, the smart sure. thing and jumped off the plane. I just wanted her to fight Statham, uh, which, uh, is, which maybe what that'll you, happen in the next one. What did you think of McAvoy? It was fun. Uh, I mean, it's obviously like 
it's a different look for him. Like I like I, I, I droned on a lot in the split podcast about how I just hadn't seen him do a lot of stuff and you gave me a couple recommendations for movies to go watch with him. I'd have uh I, I'm guessing maybe one of those other movies is maybe he's playing a isn't one of those movies called Filth? Isn't he playing a yeah, slimy? Yeah, is, he, he isn't plays he playing a slimy character in that one? I'm guessing super slimy. So, yeah, yeah so, I don't really like that movie that much, oh, but it's okay. very similar sort of like drab and like setting and stuff to this one for sure. But I mean, it was nice that he could be that much of a slimy playboy, but then had some moments where he needed to bear down and be the bad guy and he was convincing yeah. him to bearing down and be the bad guy. He wasn't really the bad guy at the same I mean he kind of was, but he was I mean he obviously is sort of like a double crossing dude, but he sort of has some nice moments like as a British spy too. Like cause he 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 ends up like, you know, doing pretty well for himself, tricking Charlize and these Russian dudes, et cetera, et cetera. Like he's actually pretty good at like his job. In the oh, movie. oh no, he's good at his job. I just think he's, yeah. he's, he's, I, he's more of a bad guy, I guess. If you're, if you're assuming you're saying people working with the Russians are bad guys, if you're starting with that premise. Sure. Um, sure. I thought he should have had uh, more of a mark after he got stabbed in the back. Uh, that was a very, uh, in the next scene they show it and they, you see on his back where he's supposed to got stabbed with the knife, but like Sophie or Delphine actually like yeah. stabbed him and then twisted the knife. I don't know how he stopped the bleeding that fast. I don't, uh, that, that, that jumped out to me. Not really a big problem. He might've had a, I was expecting he might've had a vest on or something. I was expecting something more gnarly looking, but that would explain it if that was the case. But, uh, yeah. um, yeah, he's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm, you're probably slightly more well-versed in his filmography than I am. I also have, I haven't seen wanted, which is on my list too. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's definitely some wanted scenes in this movie with like the Charlie is hanging out in the bathtub. There's some similar stuff to that. And wanted with like, wounds and healing wounds and stuff like that but but yeah just but well like i before split i'd never really seen him play anyone that wasn't like really clean cut so yeah it's it's, it's cool to see him play <laughs> split i mean he's obviously doing a lot of different things but here just seeing him play like a total like slimy underworld kind of character is uh yeah you should definitely cool. watch wanted then because it's it's a good movie and he's he's pretty fun in it because he's like He's like the one that's like out of the loop and it's like feels like he's going crazy the whole movie, which is pretty cool. So you said you liked the end. Uh, we didn't talk that much about it other than that like there is the different uh, – you see the different double crosses or different um, yeah. different layers with, with under which she's working. Um, were you surprised by that? With the, I actually was, yeah. yeah. I didn't know – I didn't know what the – I guess it was like – I, obviously, she was like working for the Russians. I was like, okay, I get that. Do you think and that? Then, do you think that made sense with the scene she had with that guy in the bar earlier in the movie? Yes. Okay, so like, because I, I, I was thinking about it, and like, I went back and watched, and I guess they kind of have to act like that when other people are around. And so, well, and then they when they're at like the movie theater thing, and the guy's like, "What are you doing?" He just wants to talk uh, when she's like fighting back. Right, right, right. And so, like, that made sense, and then. Them sort of like not trusting her is like okay that makes sense but then because they were right I didn't I didn't see the I didn't see the stuff with him and um her and John Goodman coming particularly which I thought was pretty cool because then and we, I I really laughed when he was like cocksucker she was just like <laughs> grinned at him and shit like that was funny so the um I guess well I, I one thing I noticed was that when she's in the room with the Russian guy before she kills all them, she's, she's mm -hmm. not, she's talking with an American accent at that point. Kind of, it's not, it's, it's closer to American yeah. than British, even if it's not totally so, obvious. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that, that should have been a tip off. 
but I, I, I was still caught off guard by it too. And then I, and then if you look back at the scene that she has with John Goodman in Berlin, they don't really give anything away one way or the other there. It's pretty vague, which I guess is mm-hmm. appropriate. But it almost seemed like I should have, that should have, I feel like that should have been a tip off though, because they were almost like too casual. It's like, why is she meeting with the CIA guy there if she's like so yeah. against the CIA guy at the beginning of the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I was surprised. I, I don't know, like, I, the way they did it, like, bang, bang, like that, it was already a two-hour movie, so I don't need it to be super long, but I almost would have liked like liked it to not happen Well, so they fast. might be might be saving it. Well, see, for me, it, it, for me, it was enough because I followed, at, at, from the point in the movie at which these things happen, I followed, like, the logical thing and her sort of finally being able to, like, get out and go home. Yeah, because she had to get the list to be able to go home, right? So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, why, I liked it, and why, obviously they're doing a sequel. So why didn't McAvoy kill her sooner then, if he saw the list? Um, why did he try and kill her? I mean, because I don't think it's his his mission wasn't to kill her. I mean, he was supposed to get the list and give it to the British government. He, but he so kind of take, he takes his sweet explore. time doing that, doesn't he? Or I guess he's kind of stuck in. Well, Berlin. he doesn't because he's going to sell it to the Russians because he's also not a good person. Oh, right, right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, so he could have – his mission is like – he doesn't care. Like, he didn't actually want to get tea with the but – he made, but he made a comment about he was going to be drinking tea with the queen or having sex well, with the yeah, queen. Well, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't yeah, know if yeah. that actually was kind of in his plans or was he going to like sell it well, to I them? I think and it then was. Give, and was then, he going to like sell it to them and get the money and then give it back to the British or something? Well, here's, here's what happened. I think it was the plan, but he needed to kill Spyglass first because Spyglass oh. knew the list and could expose Charlize and him and shit. Oh, so there's bad stuff about him on it too. I like, at the same time, I guess. So he just wanted to he, but then when and then it perks up where Charlize's like, wait, you said you didn't know this guy, whatever, whatever, and he had to reaccount for having to kill this dude so he couldn't recreate the list if he died or something. And I did enjoy the cat and mouse game between that. We didn't talk a yeah. whole lot about that, but there's a scene where she's first trying to transport Spyglass, and they've they've all been they've been planning against each other like the whole time, yeah. even if they haven't been explaining the plans yeah. to us. We know enough to know that's what they're doing. So yeah. it's fun watching those characters know. Like I, like I said, I agree with you. I think he is good at what he wants to do and doing it under the like. I mean, she calls him out for it. Like I, I don't, I'm not buying this whole act you're putting on. But even while doing that whole act, he still manages to be just about as good at his job as she is. Yeah. And it's fun just watching those two people. Um, uh, concoct plans and uh, scheme against each other. It reminded me a lot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith at that like that little like portion of the movie. They're yeah. sort of like cat and mouse stuff, like you said. Yeah, um, I, haven't I really that in a while, but that's a good call. Yeah, I actually really liked like the little things that they did to, you know, he was like, oh, his family's here, and she was like, oh, this um these umbrellas are going up, blah blah blah, like all this other stuff. Yeah, they it cut was, that. They cut that in the trailer, cool. kind of funny. That missed yeah, the thing yeah, that yeah. was it was like oh. Because they, they, yeah, and just the way they do that, it's you think you know what that scene's gonna be because you saw the trailer, and I kind of like that trailers do that now and sometimes and make you think you're watching something that you're not because I'm have a very love hate relationship with movie trailers in general these days. Yeah, for sure. I actually, there's a lot of things I hate in the movie trailer now that I saw the movie in terms of like their importance to the film, but that that misdirection was good for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I assume. Anything else you have left to say? Recommend going to see it. Summer movies, action movies. Yeah, I mean, the only, like I said, the one thing I'd say is I think 
Anthony and I enjoyed a lot of the same stuff in this film. I just got more frustrated with the plot machinations. Obviously, if you're listening at this point, you saw the movie. So, uh, but if like for anyone that's actually on the fence about it, and I don't know how you can be on the fence about it. Like, I think this was a kick-ass trailer. I guess. Well, I guess you yeah. said you probably loved it too. You just some stuff about the trailer yeah. bothers you in retrospect. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how you can like see this trailer and then like not want to go see this movie if you are um, someone who's predisposed to liking such types of movies. But sure. I still feel like I'm just going to put the disclaimer on it when we post the podcast go watch this movie and just have fun and don't think too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you, you don't have to think too hard, but I think at the end it sort of resolves itself well enough where you can understand what's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's worth it just for like the, the action and the music and the set pieces. It's, it's definitely worth it. It didn't feel like two hours to me. It flew in my theater. I thought it, when it was over, I I was pretty surprised actually that it had been two hours already. So, Mm -hmm. um, if you guys want to talk about it more, uh, Josh, where can we find you on social media? At Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I'm at A Clambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Our podcast Twitter is 52in52pod. Our podcast email is 52in52pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you thought about Atomic Blonde, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>